once you're looking at the starting lineup for the Croatia game, what are the, what are the big red flags for you initially and like straight away? Well, the big confusion for me as soon as I seen the lineup was Smith in for Ampadu. Mm. I know his fitness isn't quite there, but when you're playing World Cup finalists, yeah. you don't want a player like that in there. I, I've seen him play in previous Welsh matches and I've literally seen nothing good about this game the entire couple of games I've seen him play. So I'm, I'm confused as to how he keeps making it into the starting eleven because he's just not there. The quality is not there. He, he gives a lot of balls away in vital areas of the, of the park where we then go on to have um, critical chances against us, which it just shouldn't be happening, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, when I look at the bench... You've got Tom Lawrence on the bench, Ethan Ampadu on the bench, David Brooks on the bench, three of which I believe should probably be nailed on starting 11 players. Yeah, Dave Brooks, how he's not starting again. I know this again, they're saying it's down to fitness, but a player like Dave Brooks needs to be playing. Uh, he can he... start in the Premier League for Bournemouth, and they did they did all right, so I don't know why he can't start in a team like, like Wales. Exactly. These are the boys that we need playing, because whenever you see him on, he's always making looking to make something happen, and that's exactly what we need, because our Wales side has been so stagnant and uncreative. You need these sorts of players in the mix. Dave Brooks, Dan James, the youngsters who are hungry and want to attack players and make something happen and make these runs down the wing and the line and cut in and that's what needs to be happening and I don't know why Giggs can't see that but it would appear he can't see that. Yeah, everyone was saying the same thing before the game kicked off. The starting eleven just made no sense. So there was little faith to begin with um, but you know, let's get into the, let's get into the performance and, and, and go through some highlights. So it was only about nine minutes into the game, I remember, when there was a real, real nailed-on chance, and it and it actually come all credit and you know despite all the um, criticism of him, a, a fantastically well thought out throw in from Bale, real long throw up. He beat the back four with a throw in, um, put David, uh, Harry put Wilson. Harry Wilson through on goal, and I thought he had all the time in the world to to compose himself, but you know took it first time on the volley and disappointed. Yeah, he had two men in come in, one to his right, one over his left shoulder, but he had a couple of yards on both of them. He, he did have to take the ball down first, but he could have taken it down one or two touches forward and still comfortably got a shot away, which would have allowed him to place the shot and yeah. and probably go on to score it. But the frustrating part of the minute is that a lot of people would say that would be down to his age and inexperience, which is true. So... You could argue we need it. We need more experienced people on but, the pitch in those situations, but then these young boys are the ones that are getting into these positions and looking to make make things happen. So it's a bit of an awkward one at the moment. I, because I, I think in a squad where you've got youngsters, and you're primarily basing, you know, your philosophy off young players, you can't just keep turning to the excuse uh, they're young. So we can let them off because that's what we're trying to build that squad off is, is youth, pace and, and, and that sort of excitement. But, you know, I think if you're going to do that, then you can't, you can't start blaming it on. I think it's just Wales's biggest problem is, and I think that chance highlighted it, 
it's just a lack of a killer instinct in front of goal yeah and that's something we've always lacked to be honest uh, other than Gareth Bale himself who hasn't been quite hitting the mark as of recent due to, due to whatever other things and, and other reasons other than Gareth Bale I can't remember the last time we had a player who had that killer instinct who could just get the ball somewhere near goal and go I'm going to score this and just put it away it's it's almost like they have no faith in their themselves at all. The only person I can I have any sort of faith in at the moment when he's shooting other than Bale would be um, Tom Lawrence and he wasn't even on the pitch and he scored some good goals for us in the past but yeah again that's a starting lineup issue but uh, yeah this, uh... so then not long after that was the Croatia goal which you could argue all came uh, off a counter attack where Wales maybe should have had a free kick but again I, I don't think that in a performance as you know lackluster as, as that I don't think you can start looking to blame anything else other than the performance and I thought that goal was one of the softest goals I've seen in a while a long ball you know knocked over to Perisic on the wing I thought Wales left himself exposed uh, Connor Roberts was caught with his pants down trying to chase down Perisic and you know that highlighted a real real difference in speed because Perisic left him for dead and not only that, the work rate from, from Roberts I thought was poor. I mean, if you watch the goal back, you can literally see him give up on the run and then carry on the run a few seconds later, which really did give Perisic all the time in the world to get the ball in. Yeah, I'm not sure I, I'm not sure whether he thought that the ball was initially going to run past Perisic and out for a throw or something, and that's why he, uh, he, he stopped his run. But then he quickly realised that that wasn't the case, and... And Perisic took the ball and he started running again. But these are the sorts of things. And it wasn't just him in this one instance that that happened. Quite often the ball has been getting put in over the, the Welsh back four. And they were more than happy on plenty of occasions to not backtrack and try and chase down. And just hope that Wayne Hennessy had it covered or that the ball ran out of play. They were They were all too easy to give up when the ball was played over the back for and well, we seen it all game they were caught dead because any any move in which your entire back four is trying to run back the goal with their you know their faces facing goal you're, you're, you're in all sorts of trouble and I can't blame Lawrence too much <clears throat> for, for the on goal because if he didn't put that in then it was going to get poked home anyway so and all credit to him for, for busting a gut to to get to the ball, but uh, you know that 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 was that was shambolic defending, if I'm honest. Yeah, and when you're playing a young side, and as you said, you're you're leaning into the youth angle, and that's the team that you're trying to put forward, and it does have its advantages. You need to utilize those advantages. The one one of the only advantages of playing a young team is to have fitter, faster players who can work for for longer you know they should be in their physical prime and if you're not if you're going to have those young boys out there and they're not even going to give you 100% backtracking all the time outworking the strikers and, and the wingers then you really do have nothing because you don't have the same levels of experience and you haven't even got players out there who are giving their all in terms of physical uh, work rate yeah I mean it's, I, my philosophy on football is you could be the most talented you know, skillful, exciting footballer, but you know, give me someone who's gonna put in a shift. You know, it's the same with players like on the world stage. If we look at Neymar, someone I really don't rate, someone who can you know 
producing flashes, but his work rate is so poor. Give me anyone who's going to give me 100% over someone who's a flash in the pan. And uh, you can be the most, you know, skillful and exciting footballer on the planet, but if you're not giving 120, then just don't give me anything at all. Right, so if we look at the second goal, uh, it was a calamity show, if I'm honest, defending. Pinball football, yeah. yeah. Players run into the same man, ball chasing, ball watching. It was like a circus. It was nobody could just stick a foot through the ball and just go right and put and getting it out and just hammering it out in those circumstances that's all you need yeah. but you just had players swinging at balls really, legs flailing and arms flailing you could really put the Benny Hill theme song to, to that to that goal and it would it would it would look perfect because the, the, it was a it was a calamity show Every, you know legs flailing like you said players rushing running the same into player. each other clashing it was just, just no organisation or communication um, I've never seen defending like it at at international level <laughs> in in my time yeah maybe not until the uh, when we look at the next game anyway that might top it but um, yeah just a, a calamity show again no sort of organisation no sort of communication or um, you know no no sort of thorough setup. but you know again some people are saying that is down to youth but again a, an excuse I don't want to use um you know, these players, they're professional footballers, they should know a lot better and they should be disciplined first and foremost in defence. Especially when you're coming up against teams that you know are going to be pressing you like, like Croatia were. So, not much to say on that one other than just miserable defending. Yeah. Then eventually with about 15 minutes to go, uh, Brooks, after coming on, levels it. Uh, you know, really- good... Good, good passing move to begin with. A great turn on the top of the box. Showed a bit of flair. Showed a bit of skill. Got the shot away, which I was screaming out for just someone to take a chance and test the keeper. Because at this point, he'd ve- you know he'd very rarely been tested. Um, you know, and, and albeit a wicked deflection that that really put the ball in. But again, that goals don't happen unless you take the chance to shoot. And he was one of the only players looking looking to make that happen. And that's exactly what I was talking about earlier with needing these boys on, like him and and Dan James and um, and and these because they're looking, they want to make things happen. They're attacking, exciting young players, and it was a good move. He should have been on from the start, and it kind of showed to Giggs what he missed out on, really, because he 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 had a neat little turn. Give himself the opportunity to shoot one of our first actual shots on on goal, and it was a goal. And the only way to get goals is by shooting. And you do need to set a precedent early, get a couple of shots off, make the keeper at least work once or twice to get a feel for where he's at. And you do need to be doing it because one shot, one good shot in a game is not enough, not even close. So the last point I, I really want to highlight is is on 90 minutes exactly um, uh, a Croatia counter attack I believe it was or, or just a standard attack and you had the back four and you can't really work out who is in what position you've got players all grouped together looking all four of them are ball watching um, Ampadu has left a player over his right shoulder running into absolute real estate the pass you could see coming a mile off everyone's ball watching no racial awareness 
and it was just inevitable that that ball was going to get put through on goal. If you look at the Croatia player who's on the ball, you can actually see him eyeing up the pass. You can see where his attentions are. So instead of what, instead of Ampadu and the Welsh boys watching the ball, just ball watching, just by looking at the player's head and seeing where he's looking, you can see where his intentions lie. He's looking across field for that pass. And they're too busy watching the ball, and the pass gets fed through all four players, and then it's just a one-on-one chance from there. And they're lucky that Hennessy was able to save it because that would have been three-one, and that would have been embarrassing. Yeah, albeit a good save in the end from Hennessy, um, but shambolic defending, which I think is a perfect way to sum up the entire game. So moving on to the Hungary game, then once you look at the starting level uh, lineup. You know, you saw Giggs made some changes that you were happy about. Obviously, Brooks and Ampadu coming into the fold. But again, you know, I can see what he was thinking, bringing Ashley Williams back into the team, thinking this back line needs some experience. Um, and I agree it did need some experience. However, I, you know, as much as I love Ashley Williams, over the last season or two, I'm not sure if he's earned enough credibility, in, in my opinion, to... To be that experience that you bring in, because for a man who uh, was lambasted at Everton, um, didn't couldn't couldn't hardly get a look in at Stoke, and was eventually released and is now without a professional club. I don't know if that's the right time to be bringing in um, someone like that to shore up the defence, and and I was a bit worried looking at that starting level. I I I've kind of got to disagree with you there because. Strangely enough, when I saw Ashley Williams' name on on the starting eleven lineup, it kind of gave me that little bit of safety, that little bit of confidence. I don't know why, because as you said, he faced a lot of criticism lately. But when you look at the game previous, as much criticism as you guess, it could not have got worse defending than that last game. How we didn't concede four or five against Croatia, I'll never know. It was shambolic. And even though he's not the player he once was, he did have a little bit of something about him in this game. He was the first to a couple of 50-50 chances. Um, He's not the player he once was, but for me, it was a lot more of a sure thing. You knew what you were getting with him. Uh, Having watched the game in full, I, I would disagree because I thought Ashley Williams was poor. I thought, yeah, he won a few 50-50 chances. But as soon as he got the ball, he looked like a rabbit in the headlights. And the first thing he did every time he got the ball was pass it back to the Hungarian midfield. Um, I was really disappointed with Ashley Williams in this game. Uh, I, I guess he does, did add a bit of strength and experience. And maybe had to be in there to sort of try and organise the, the back four. But I thought his individual performance was quite poor. Um, won't get into that too much, but we'll uh, take a look at some of the highlights. So the first real notable highlight and individual performance in this game was probably Dan James for me. At about 24 minutes in, he makes a blistering run up the, the left wing. Um, you know, busts a gut, takes it all by himself, cuts in beautifully, uh, you know, sets the ball up on a platter to be finished and then let down by some uh, lacklustre finishing. Yeah, I think it's important to note that before this, there wasn't too many major clear cut chances, but we were giving plenty of set pieces away to Hungary, and they were testing, 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 and 
this was our first good chance. And as I've been saying for ages, and this is why Dan James needed to have been starting and starting on the left as well, because rather than change it, the change the tactic afterwards, I don't see how Giggs hasn't been able to see this because that's the position he's been in with Swansea all season, and that's what he does best. He can't be playing a central role. He needs to be on the left-hand side, literally running at players, destroying them, coming inside and punishing people. And that's what that's what he done. You know, he literally picked up the ball on the halfway line himself and gone, right, that's it. And just set off down the wing with electric pace, burnt like two players, cut inside, set up Tom Lawrence on a platter, and rather than stick his foot through the ball and get some lift on it or even some power on it he just sort of like redirects it towards the middle of the goal with not much power at all and the keeper basically just picks it up and that and that's all that came of it which is very frustrating but again dan james getting into these positions is crucial because he's the only way we made chances happen all game so the main talking point of the game from a welsh perspective anyway was the chance the sitter um a beautifully worked attacking move I thought from Brooks into Lawrence the pass into Lawrence was sublime Lawrence unselfishly you know he could have shot and set up absolutely unmissable chance for Bale it was 100% the right decision to make by not shooting and, and just passing across to the to the open, the open man in the middle of the box which is what would re- be referred to in FIFA as a sweaty goal it's yeah. that certain that and people would kick off over somebody scoring a goal like that against you because it's it's so unmissable. Yeah, it was unmissable and all Bale had to do was sort of redirect the power and the pace that, that Lawrence had put on the cross but seemed to do everything wrong, um, seemed to get the ball under his feet a bit and, and just seemed to clip it with the end of his boot, taking all sting off it and weirdly putting it in the one place in the goal where it wouldn't go in. The keeper's hands. Anywhere other than the keeper's hands and, and the ball was it the keeper had no time to react. Um you know, I I love Bale and I will defend Bale to the hills, um, with everything that's going on in Madrid and, and you know, his his ten game goal drought at the moment for club and country. Um I'm the first man to defend Bale and, and I will always forgive um his you know, his missed chances because of, you know, what he's done for this this team, but I can't I can't defend that. Um, I get that people make mistakes, but at this level, you know, when the stakes are this high, you as a senior player, you have to put them away. You've just got to slot that away. I can't. I, I don't think that either of the two teams that we've played previously, Croatia or Hungary, if they had a chance as easy as that, teams we're playing would just put that away. It doesn't matter who you would put in that position. Uh, you could put the hungry goalkeeper in that position and you just feel like the teams we're playing would just slot an easy chance away like that. Yeah. Other teams don't fluff stuff like that against us, but we uh, do against them. I'd lambast a, a child for missing that, if I'm honest. Um I I just I was out of, you know, I was out of my seat, I was celebrating before Bale had made contact and I was in disbelief. Yeah. I was in disbelief. I, but you know, I don't want to get too hung up on the chance um, because, you know, it was one moment in, in 90 minutes of football and obviously the rest of the game could have made up for it. But, you know, uh, an undoubtedly nightmare, um, one that I'll be dreaming about for for months. 
Yeah, it was a really exciting bit of build up as well from from Dave Brooks. Once again, these are the the young boys who we need to be given that little bit of creative freedom because that's he worked it well. He put put a brilliant ball through to Tom Lawrence, I think it was. Yes, Tom Lawrence, and he made the run, saw the pass, put it on a platter. The two young boys had worked this play brilliantly and give it to Bale and said, "There you are. You have the goal," and he didn't want it and. It, it was just frustrating so episode 2 of the Welsh Calamity show um, 76 minutes in Hungarian corner simple all I had to do was Hennessy was coming out to claim it um, straight into his hands Bale decides to try and head the ball clear which is fair enough he didn't He didn't feel Hennessy coming behind him but, he wanted to take no chances he gets ahead on the ball which is fine the, both options are fine Bale heading the ball away is fine. Hennessy coming to collect is fine, but n- neither things happened. Well, the thing was is either was either was a fine option, but there was no communication. Hennessy obviously didn't, you know, claim it. He didn't say keepers or, or whatever they say in the team. Um, and Bale obviously felt that Hennessy wasn't coming to collect, so that he had to do something about it. And again, it's it's that it's that lack of communication, lack of professionalism. You know these are these are your bread and butter as football players. A corner comes in if your keeper's able to catch it, he comes and claims it. He shouts, whatever he shouts, collects the ball. But obviously Hennessy didn't do that. I'm assuming anyway. I'm putting my trust in Bale. Um, but if he did shout that, then obviously Bale wasn't aware to it. So you know lack of communication. And from there again, pinball football. No one like you said. No one able to really stick a foot through and clear it. And if it wasn't for some last-ditch acrobatics from Joe Allen, bicycle kicking it off the line, which, to be honest, I was know they use, I knew they used goal line technology, but I was certain the ball crossed the line. But knocked over to me. But. Not going to argue, but you know Joe Allen come to the rescue and thank God um, because that could have been a, a blooper, uh, blooper for the ages. Another one, yeah, because essentially Bale. Tried heading it away. It didn't do that. It went straight up, straight back down. And as the ball was coming back down, you could see about five players, Welsh players, including Hennessy, most of the defenders, Bale himself. Everyone stood round watching the ball come down. And it's all, everyone sort of like took a step back and as if they were waiting for one of the others to step forward to go and head it. No one was sure who was doing what. Everyone took a step back as if to say, you do it. But no one ever did. No one did get get to it and no one did step up and say right I'm going to clear it then and the ball bounced down sort of pinballed around a bit and it was so lucky that Joe Allen was quickly quick enough to react and keep us in the game and then it was the Welsh Calamity Show episode 3 the the Hungarian goal um, all you know it looked as if the back four were dealing with, with the attack everyone was in position Again, a nice long lumping ball up to the, the, the centre forward who somehow manages to to control the ball get, and get it complete and uh, under control. And then Ben Davis comes rushing in, leaving his man wide open. Um, all And you think at that point, OK, you're coming in, you're just going to come and no nonsense, lump the ball clear. Completely misses the ball takes out his own defender and the attacker leaving Ben Davis's initial man open to to put the ball in the net yeah I mean what, what else is there to say that's exactly what happened 
He he comes across, tries to clear the ball, takes a swipe at it, <laughs> misses the ball entirely, takes out the two men and If you're gonna leave your man if you're gonna say, Right, I'm leaving my man, I'm gonna go and deal with it deal with this, I'm leaving my man, you you have to come in and just get the ball away then. Because if if you if you rush in and two players are on the same man and you can't get that ball away, then there's always a free man over. It needed to be a certain thing, and it, realistically, looking at it, it should have been. It was a poor. Yep. It was a moment of a rare moment of poor play from Ben Davis, who's easily one of our most consistent players. It's just a common theme over the two games. Everything has come from Welsh mistakes rather than pure class. Yeah, that's that's it. We've literally lost the games. Our attack, some of our attacking moments have been good moments of attacking build up by us and not mistakes from the other team, which is the frustrating part. Like Dan James runs and and Brooks is um, short and, and, and the things that we've worked for ourselves, we've worked hard and worked well for. But the goals we've given away were not the same the other way. They weren't necessarily things that the other team had to build up well for and, and play well for. It was just things that we gave to them on a platter and that's the hardest pill to swallow. And then after the game, obviously it ends in defeat. Um, you got outcry and outpour on social media um, from followers of, of our uh, social media especially. Questioning gigs, questioning his tactics, questioning whether he's got the capability, whether and I quote one of our uh, our followers. Um, it shows it, it wasn't right to just appoint someone based on the fact that they were a good footballer rather than any proven managerial credentials. People are saying that it's it's too much too soon for Ryan Giggs and that he isn't capable of 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 organising this team. And you know people are crying for for Chrissy Coleman back at this point and um, and yeah Ryan Ryan Giggs called into question. I'm all for giving people their chance and I know a lot of people are saying it took Chris Coleman a long time to build the Welsh side that he had that went on to have the success in Euro 2016 and we suffered some pretty bad defeats along the way there as well including a 5-0 loss to Egypt I think the one time and it was pretty embarrassing stuff but I just don't see that Giggs does have a grasp on it he doesn't really seem to understand what he wants from the team. His selections have been pretty con- controversial, questionable, that don't seem to make, make a lot of sense. I mean, one of his main assets in the team at the minute is clearly Dan James, and it took him a game and a half to start utilising Dan James properly. I mean, he managed to work one or two opportunities for himself, but it, it took really a whole game and a half for him to be the game plan to sort of suit to probably our main strength at the minute which is him realistically when you've got players as quick as Dan James and Gareth Bale and and the likes of these players why we're passing the ball around at the back so much and going for this type style of play and working it through the middle is kind of a bit beyond me when you consider our quality is up front with these players I mean our defenders our defence is easily our weakest area on the pitch and this is where we're the least capable so why are we spending so much time passing around at the back I'm not saying route one football all the time but we need to be playing balls in behind the defence 
on either wing for players like Dan James and Gareth Bale to run onto and really utilise the biggest strength that we have is the pace in these players and their attacking abilities. But we never see the ball, these sorts of balls happening during these two games, really. And, and when they do, that's where our chances come from. A lot of them was Dan James running down the left, the occasional ball making it over the top and him running onto it. Because no one's going to catch him for pace. And we just needed to be working those balls over and over because that's what was working for us and the chances were to come but it almost seems like Giggs doesn't see that well for me anyway I'm, I'm not too concerned with the, the attacking side because chances did come and, and they will come and I think if anyone's anyone can coach attacking football it's probably you know Giggs is obviously was one of the best attackers in world football history in my opinion um my main problem with Giggs lies in in can he organize a defense I don't think so I don't think he could name his, his strongest back four. I think it seems to chop and change every game. Um, I don't think that he could organise that group of players long enough to sign a birthday card, let alone you know, defend for 90 minutes of football. Uh, they, they don't seem to know what their individual roles are. They don't seem to know um, you know what you know how to organise themselves mid-game. There, there just seems to be no... Aside from Ashley Williams, who I, I just don't think is good enough, I don't think there's any anyone who's a sort of a leader enough in that back four. I, I just don't think that. I think defensively, it's it's, it's just I just don't seem to have any faith in the defense. They just seem soft, and I'm not sure what if you know to put that down to the players or to the manager because it just seems to be all over because. How many times did we talk about shambolic whilst defending today? Attacking-wise, yeah, we only scored one goal, but obviously we could have scored a few more. Obviously, there were a few missed chances. You know, Bale and Harry Wilson could have got one, and, and the chances will come, no doubt. But first and foremost for me, it's defending, and I'm not sure Giggs is, is up to the scratch. No, no, he's definitely not. That was it, the two, Over the two games, it was very shambolic defending and um, it's something that I can't see where we're going to go from but the, the most frustrating part is that when you when you look at the team lineup at the minute for the most part it's one of the most exciting lineups we've had in a long time when you consider where some of these boys are playing their domestic football and where they're going in their careers so to suffer two losses like that in a row is real, really disappointing and a real hard pill to swallow when you look at where some of these boys are playing their their football and where how they're being hailed as some of the up and coming, possibly next stars of the game. So the, th- the thing I will say is is really one of the only solaces you could take are the games we're both away from home. Obviously, those teams are still to come on home soil. We seem to do better, uh, far better at home anyway. Um, you know, to really, to really make a chance of qualifying out this group. Now we are, we pretty much have to be almost flawless from here on out. Luckily for us, most of the games come um, from home. Uh, in the in the sort of second half of the campaign, I would, you know, as much as I was angry at gigs after the defeats, I would probably say. I'm not calling for his head just yet. I'm saying, you know, let him finish the campaign. Let him see what he can produce. Give him enough time. Let him play, uh, let him play out the campaign. Obviously, it isn't just us, uh, Croatia and uh, and Hungary. Obviously, 
let him have the games, let him have the campaign, see what he can muster up, and then look to to maybe question his appointment. But so far, uh, not so good.